Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I will be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater, or if you just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of podcasting about movies and TV shows together. On today's episode, I am talking about the 2015 film Frankenstein vs. The Mummy. You may be asking... Why would you be reviewing this obscure horror movie that probably nobody's heard of? Why would you be doing that, Ray? And I would be telling you, person in my head that I'm having a one-way conversation with, it is because it is written and directed by Damien Leone. And that is the writer-director for the Terrifier franchise of films, which I had just reviewed. Terrifier 1, Terrifier 2... I reviewed the movie that the Art the Clown came from, the All Hallows' Eve anthology film featuring Damien Leone's, uh, two of Damien Leone's short films that feature Art the Clown, the origins of Art the Clown. So, since I finished reviewing those three films, and at the end of this week, I'm going to be ranking all of the films, short films and uh, feature films that Damien Leone has directed uh, i figured might as well review the only other movie he's directed this one being frankenstein vs the mummy he has directed or he has i should say worked in visual effects makeup and those things in many other movies but i wanted to at least get the final you know just complete the the collection of damien leone films and i wanted to see the special effects, because that is one thing that you see, especially in Terrifier 2, the high-level practical effects that you get watching a Damien Leone film. So, that is why I watched this film. Uh, this is a movie about the mummy of a cursed pharaoh and a reanimated corpse terrorizing a medical university. Only an Egyptologist and a college professor, the deranged Dr. Frankenstein, may be able to stop the creatures before it's too late. Um, I, you know, going into this movie, I wasn't expecting much. 2015, early in his career, I saw his earlier films, Damien Leone's earlier films, kind of seen his progression and his constant improvement with each new film he comes out with, but knowing where he was at around this time wasn't expecting much. However, I was looking forward to the practical effects, as I mentioned before. And I do like aspects of this movie. The premise is fun. It's interesting. The practical effects are good, but the movie isn't great. It's not a movie I would recommend. Right. If I was going to recommend Damien Leone film, I would say, man, I would say check out Terrifier 1. Don't expect a story. But if you're into practical effects, if you're into gory horror films, 
watch Terrifier 1, and then watch Terrifier 2. You'll be blown away at the improvements that he makes from Terrifier 1 to Terrifier 2. And then the rest of the stuff you can definitely watch, but, you know, it's earlier in his career, and I think he's, he's constantly getting better as a director. So wouldn't necessarily recommend this one, but I'm glad I watched it. This movie, kind of cheesy. You have two professors. One studies ancient Egypt, which brings us the mummy, of course. The other studies medical philosophy, whatever that is. And, of course, he is Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein. So he is obsessed with being God and being able to reanimate dead tissue, right? So kind of an interesting way to bring these two characters, the mummy and Frankenstein's monster, together in a movie right via college i don't know if these two departments would ever communicate with each other apparently they are a couple i didn't really get that from watching it they do go on a date but regardless kind of a cheesy movie but interesting premise right a fun fun excuse for why there would be a versus of these two creatures uh but because of that it is two separate stories that are being told. And because of that, these stories involved with the monster, Frankenstein's monster, the other story involving the mummy, you kind of lose a little bit because, you know, it's, it's a two-hour-long movie, which is kind of long, but it doesn't really give you enough setup for each of these stories. And... I would also say that Damien Leone, up until Terrifier 2, is not somebody who is ever really that concerned with story. Uh, definitely is able to do a good story, as Terrifier 2 is an example of. But in the majority of his previous films, the focus is primarily on cool kills, uh, cool practical effects, gory kills gory practical effects those are clearly the focus for damien um and that's kind of what you get in this movie and you know the story not that great um so he was able to combine those two stories in this but just you know not in a very satisfying way you know, and there's also things that happen between the characters that i don't buy like things that Things that happen after things are set just, like, don't make sense, which I'll get into in spoilers. Uh, the acting is pretty bad in this. It's a low-budget movie, so I can kind of overlook bad acting. Like, there's a lot of things that you'll see in low-budget independent films. Bad acting, not the best writing. You know, they're definitely rough around the edges, and you're definitely getting a lot of that in this movie. So... It's not the acting isn't helped by this. The actors aren't necessarily improving this this movie in any way. So not massive issues, but not helping the movie out either. And uh, I did enjoy the practical effects in this movie, which was the main reason I wanted to watch this movie. I thought... You know, although in a movie called Frankenstein versus the Mummy kind of implies, definitely implies that there's a fight. Uh, but because of the practical effects involved, and I'm sure also the low budget involved, 
the fight, the verses that happens isn't all that great. So, not horrible. For a low but I think this is doing a lot of interesting things. I think it's showcasing a lot of potential for Damien Leone and what he's done, especially with the Terrifier franchise. Um, but it's just like, the, as far as things that, are, that I could highlight that stand out as being great, you know, the practical effects and that is kind of the, the, the only thing that really stands out, I would say. Not to say that there weren't great moments. There were a couple pretty great moments in this, in this movie, but overall, not the greatest. Um, but seeing how Damien Leone has grown with each new film up to Terrifier 2, like this, it makes sense that this movie is where it is. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking to add some unique and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe? Look no further than the Many Faces series by Ray Taylor. That's me. These abstract paintings on paper explore the endless possibilities of the human face, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Now you can bring these stunning and thought-provoking pieces into your own space with high-quality prints and t-shirts, featuring designs from the Many Faces series. Or take home a one-of-a-kind original piece for your collection. Don't miss out on this opportunity to add some original and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to browse and purchase original artworks, prints, and t-shirts from the Many Faces series today. And now, back to the show! So, overall, I'm happy, in general, to see the growth that Damien has shown with his subsequent films after this one and with the the terrifier franchise specifically art the clown i think art the clown is such a good villain so unique for a horror villain and then to kind of lock that character down lock down the uh, practical gory effects and then just kind of focus on improving the story improving the the storytelling um i think that's just going to allow him to get even better and better but i do want to get into the spoilers with this movie um just to talk about specifics so if you don't want to be spoiled you can watch it's on tubi there's two versions of this one says it came out in 2013 the other 2015 i watched both of them at least the opening scene for both they're both the same movie on Tubi it's just it seems one has closed captioning the other doesn't other than that I couldn't tell what the differences were um, so if you do want to watch this uh, that is where at least I watched it at the time obviously you can look up just watch and see where it's playing if, if this is in the future sometime but I do want to get into spoilers so if you don't want to be spoilers, spoiled then this is your warning but I don't think it would matter I don't think you'd, I think you can listen to my spoilers and still go back and watch this if you're interested in it. But from here on out, you're warned. Uh, character design. I think the mummy is cool. Definitely seems like there's definitely scenes where it seems like it's a puppet. Practical effects, obviously not surprising. Also, at times, it seems like maybe there's an actor wearing makeup, prosthetics. Uh, physical performance may make it seem more like puppetry. 
Uh, I know that in Terrifier 2, there's a very gory bedroom scene involving a mutilated corpse that is uh, a part of that scene is a puppet is a is a fake corpse that is being puppeteered by multiple people so i know he's utilized puppetry in other things and parts of the mummy characters seem like they're puppets but also seems like maybe it is just it's just the physical performance of the actor portraying the mummy the frankenstein monster kind of gives an encino man vibe in a in a weird way very he's naked in great shape uh only the face has kind of sunken in features and looks like they're put together so he's not like a uh, his entire body it just seems like he got a new brain put in him i guess i don't i don't know the extent of the the body parts put together i don't even know the original story of frankenstein how much of him was cobbled together of parts of human bodies but for whatever reason, Encino vibes, I don't know why, because he's got long hair, wears a leather jacket at points, almost, you know, more of a heady, heavy metal vibe. But there's parts of it, especially like when he talks, that made me think Encino, man. I don't know why. Uh, kind of like a naked hippie with an almost skeleton face is what he looks like and eventually gets like a, a leather uh, trench coat. And progressively, the Frankenstein monster starts to talk like he's intelligent. And, like, it almost just feels like I think it's supposed to be him learning, but there's no reason why he would learn. Or maybe it's just him being able to access the person whose brain it was before accessing their knowledge. Like, it's slow to reap to boot up the brain. Uh, but progressively, it's, the monster is able to talk more clearly and clearly know more things, which is also kind of Encino Man-like. So, an interesting look to Frankenstein's monster, you know? In shape, naked, hippie, with leather trench coat. I don't know. Moments of this that didn't work, the two college professors, they go on a date. And there's this scene where he's ta telling her about how he found his mom uh, after she killed himself. And the next that leads to them making out and then having sex, which d makes no sense unless like the characters were just into that type of darkness. Right. I could see like people who are obsessed with horror movies or tragedy or gothic stuff like that i could definitely there's definitely people i could see that maybe would get turned on from telling a story or hearing a story of somebody walking in on their mom being dead not a huge population of society but i could see those types of people existing I don't believe that either of these professors are those types of people and doesn't make any sense why they would even start like seems like the worst time to start making out after telling somebody about you finding your mom dead doesn't make sense and especially that leading to having sex which is kind of just surprising to see a sex scene because it doesn't seem like movies ever have sex scenes anymore it seems like that was something that died out sadly something that died out in the 90s like you so rarely see nudity in movies anymore but 
the sex scene, you just never see this. Like, maybe the last one was Team America, World Police, and those were puppets having sex. But before, the, you like just, there's so rarely sex scenes anymore. I don't know. Just watching this really had like the 90s erotic thriller vibe of them which would be a movie genre where i could see characters having sex after talk having that type of a discussion but didn't it wasn't set up in any way where i bought it at all um you have the main one of the the female professor that's in is familiar with the the mummy aspect of the story uh naila i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right this actress, like, which I don't know if to blame the actress or the director, but her character is constantly flip-flopping between very extreme reactions to things. From being a confident badass to being helpless and crying. Will just flip wildly within a scene, which is, like, so off. It's, like, so inconsistent. Like, she's a badass telling the mummy there's a scene where the mummy comes to life. And the mummy wants her, right? She, For whatever reason, the mummy wants to kill her. But she somehow, for some reason, can speak mummy, whatever language it is. And she conf- not not only does she know this this language, but just before she's about to get killed, decides to use it in a confident manner as if she knew she had this she just waited till the last minute and then she controls the mummy to kill the other doctor very confident very badass in that scene flip-flopping from being helpless and about to be killed by the the mummy then all of a sudden being a badass and telling the mummy to kill the doctor then you have at the end during the fight scene between the mummy and the frankenstein you have her crying helplessly on the ground and then she gets a gun and is a badass shooting the chains off of her boyfriend or whatever um it's just like such wild flip-flopping with her character didn't work there's a body parts dealer obviously because the frankenstein's got to get the body parts right and uh when he finally puts like he kills the there's a scuffle because the the dealer wants more there's a scuffle ends up dying like d- accidentally falls on a knife right so it doesn't intentionally kill him but in that moment the brain in their scuffle the brain he just purchased got squashed so to replace that brain he used the body parts dealer's brain to put into his monster and flips the switch electricity come alive whatever he says and there's a scene where it doesn't work right and first off he's like he he takes the brain from the there's like such a weird scene like he does an ugly cry when the brain gets mashed up. The brain he had got got mashed up. Then he decides to take the brain from this other guy. And 
it's very like first off the cleanliness involved with this thing like he's clearly a doctor a philo- philosophical doctor like clearly not a practicing medical doctor considering how absolutely unsanitary every single aspect of this this uh lab is where he's putting this monster together but it's like also very sexual the way he handles the brain there's even a shot of him like pushing the plunger on a syringe so it like the syringe ejaculates whatever that shit was in the syringe like very kind of it almost looks like he wants to kiss the brain before he puts it in very weird sexual erotic type of a scene while he's putting this monster together let's take a quick break right now to talk about are you a fan of original artwork and live events look no further than the many faces series by ray taylor and the weekly live stream over at youtube.com slash inspired disorder This ongoing series explores the endless possibilities of the human face through abstract ink paintings on paper, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Join me every Thursday at 420 Pacific Time as I paint live. Follow the Many Faces series and discover the endless possibilities of the human face. Don't miss out on this opportunity to be part of the action and own a piece of original artwork by me, Ray Taylor. Head to youtube.com slash inspired disorder every Thursday to catch the live stream and visit inspireddisorder.com to browse and purchase the Many Faces artwork. And now let's get back to the show. And then there's there's kind of a great well I guess I'll get to the great scene but that was weird like kind of very like sexual undertones to him putting the the pieces to this monster together. Uh, then you have the mummy doctor, this older guy, which like he lures a young girl down for the mummy to kill, eat, whatever. Creepy. But there's a scene, there's a scuffle in there with him and the mummy. And he runs into a laptop that is open that I think is her Nyla's laptop and has a picture of her on the desktop when she's in, which I guess makes sense. When he ran into it, I initially thought that it was his laptop because he's the only one there and the laptop's open. Wouldn't really make sense that her laptop is open. But then again, it would really not make sense that her picture would be on his laptop either way. I don't know. It just it it just another thing that kind of like stuck out. I was like, what is going on? Uh, for some reason, both of these monsters are obsessed with that woman, with the Naila. I I don't really understand why. Obvious. I think there's the reasoning for the mummy is she has. I think she has the like the eye of of raw or whatever tattooed. I don't know if we ever even see that, but I think that there is like some kind of reasoning for the mummy wanting to be. Having this like f- fixation on her, but no real understanding why Frankenstein's monster does, other than maybe because his creator has a thing. F- I don't know, but they're both after her for some reason. And he has the before the old guy, like the old doctor guy with the mummy. The old guy's doing all the legwork for the mummy, and I think that is written in because the mummy can't really do much like he can't just walk around 
So I get it makes sense that the old guy would be doing all the legwork for the mummy. And then there's the scene where she somehow knows the language. Um, let's see. Then there's a cool moment where after she tells the mummy to kill the doctor, right? She tells him to, or he kind of following through on the ritual or whatever, cuts his tongue out. So we get some cool practical effects. Cuts off his nose, then goes to, you know, cut his junk off and then crushes it. So there's some cool practical effects in that moment, uh, despite the fact that her knowing the language was kind of out of nowhere. But there are some other cool moments in it, right? After killing the uh, body parts dealer in self-defense, then kind of realizing what he's done, like, oh, I killed this guy, seeing the, the top of the head cut off and all these things. There's kind of a cool scene after the monster fails to reanimate, like this close-up wide-angle scene of things. Kind of had a Sam Raimi vibe to it. Very short scene, but, you know, kind of cool. I'm trying to pick out the positives. Uh, definitely had some Sam Raimi vibes to it, which I'm not necessarily a big fan of Sam Raimi, but... Uh, Oh, I haven't seen all of his films. I will do a watch through of his films to get his vibe more. Uh, Frankenstein killing the security guard and ripping off, ripping his guts out was cool. Then tearing off the bottom of his job, like kind of bashing his head in and then tearing the bottom. Like cool fights and kill scene of the Frankenstein and the, the security guard guy. Then there's the fight, which is kind of starts very underwhelming kind of them slamming each other in like the subterranean place you know there's pipes going through it's just you know i don't it's just kind of where i guess you would expect a fight to take place uh they slam each other against the walls and then at one point slam through a wall and the hole that it leaves looks like almost a perfect circle which is kind of cartoonish but then they actually do fight, which I'm glad. I was like, oh, that was it. But a lot of it, the fight is close-ups. And the mummy is a horrible match for this ripped Frankenstein's monster, right? The mummy's first off, he's all dried out and brittle. His arms are kind of effortlessly punched off. And then gets his heart torn out and squashed, then has his skull smashed looked cool but the fight itself despite being longer than i thought it would which was better than what i thought it would still kind of underwhelming because a lot of it because you have like a guy wearing some makeup fighting a guy wearing far more prosthetics and costuming or a puppet i'm not 100 percent sure on if that's played by a puppeteer or an actual person i think maybe a mixture of both um and it ends with the Dr. Frankenstein and Nahila in love, which doesn't, I, it just, I didn't, it doesn't make sense why they would be. He, she like finds out that he reanimated this monster. That doesn't bother her. I mean, I guess they're made for each other. They had sex after he opened up about finding his mom. I don't know. Just didn't, didn't like it. Didn't make any sense. Um, 
I mean, they don't really have – it didn't seem like they had a long history. Like, just all of a sudden, they're having sex for a, in a weird moment, and then all of a sudden, they're in love at the end. I don't know. It's like this movie just telling you they're in love, but it doesn't make any sense. We haven't seen that kind of be fleshed out or whatever. But whatever. That's, that's it for spoilers. The story was clearly not as thought out as the character design, practical effects – you know, which are definitely the best part of this movie are the special effects, the practical effects. Uh, the idea for the story is interesting. The realization of it, however, didn't really work. You know, I am glad that I watched it just so I have seen at this point everything Damien Leone has directed. I've seen his progression, his growth as a director, you know, and Sunday I'm going to rank all of his films, his full length films, as well as the short films, because He's only done, I think, four full-length films, so I'm including the short films as well in my top five rankings. So check that out, top five podcast on all podcast platforms on YouTube. Uh, if you want to see how I rank the Damien Leone films, and uh, and I'm excited to see what he does next, which is most likely going to be Terrifier, what sounds like Terrifier three and four. He's got a story that is set and thinks that it should probably be split into two films. So I'm excited to see what happens with the Terrifier film. I think Art the Clown is an amazing horror villain and just super excited with all of that um, and happy that I got to see this, regardless of how much or little I, I actually enjoyed it. It wasn't a horrible time. It was, it was okay. It was like a throwback vibe, 80s, 90s horror vibe to it. So either way, I thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts and insights on the or Frankenstein versus the Mummy. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder if you are watching this. Until next time. Enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.